Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, attorney, Mosley Collins. Mosley is joined today by a special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge, an expert in helping divorced parents and stepfamilies. There is hardly one family within the hearing of my voice that has not been injured by divorce one way or another. And sometimes it seems the hurting just won't stop. Mosley and Dawn have a message of hope and healing. It's a new way to live in a world scarred by divorce. And now here is your teacher and my husband, Mosley Collins, with his guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. Thank you, Lisa, my darling, and welcome my listeners to this edition of Real Christianity. And I am joined with my dear, dear friend, Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. And uh, we are been teaching on a subject of how to raise healthy kids and how to have a healthy uh, family after the divorce. When you're in the step family or when you're even a sole parent, um, how to raise healthy kids, how to be healthy yourself. Well, it's a new universe. When we get into the the uh, divided family culture, which is divorce. That's it, it divides the family. It divides the family. And yeah. so whether it's a separation, divorce, however it's characterized, it's a divided family. They're no longer like a nuclear family where mom, dad are in the house with the children. Uh, everything changes mostly. The, the, the rules, the principles, the behaviors, the, the way of doing business in this new culture is different than in a first marriage culture, and right. we need to learn that. It's, it's, and it's counterintuitive. And if you do what what uh, the world tells you to do, and if you do what seems right to you, you'll just, you'll damage your children and perhaps even destroy them, and you will damage the new marriage. Unknowingly damage yeah. uh, children. Uh, we do what we feel is right to do. We meaning we who are in the divided family culture, and mostly you and I are both in this divided family culture. We, our parents have gone through divorces. We have both, you and I, uh, experienced divorce. We're in it, and we're talking about it, and we're talking about how to bring a whole new perspective into this, which, as you so rightly said, it's completely paradoxical. It's counterintuitive. Uh, Our lives is really uh, one big conundrum that we need to figure <laughs> out or yeah. else we mess up our kids and we yeah. unknowingly do it. Right. And I just want to uh, give the Lord a shout out because Don, you know, we're hearing from people who say, I, I heard you. Um, I did what uh, you suggested. And now there's peace in our family and there's health in our family and there's hope in our family again. And so I just thank the Lord that he gave us a message that actually helps people uh, get through this time. Well, God loves everyone in the divided family culture. Yeah, He's not opposed to people. As long as we're alive, there is hope, and there is a God rich in mercy who wants to bless. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we got today? All right, let me start with a story. Um, the uh, We have been working with... Mosley and uh, uh, three ideas on how to build healthy marriages, blending marriages, and how to build healthy single parent families. So this is after the first marriage. The first marriage is ended in divorce. The first marriage is gone. 
and now we find ourselves either as a single parent, parenting alone, right. or we're remarried in a, in a blending family. Yeah. Okay. And so we've been working with the three concepts that we've been dealing with mostly for past programs is we've been dealing with zero neglect among every member of the family. Right. To not prioritize one relationship over another. Boy, when that favoritism comes in, even the marriage over the children or the children over the marriage or one particular child over the other or one your child over the stepkids or something. When you start doing that favoritism, you, you're going to burn the family. Okay, yeah, you're going to so cause what we're saying is don't, zero neglect. Don't ask the question, who's more important? My new husband or my children? That's like asking what is more important, my left kidney or my right kidney. You know, yeah. there you can't, you can't mostly ask that question. Right. Uh, even though we, do, <laughs> what do you mean we can't? We do. But uh, what I'm, <laughs> what we're talking about is, is in the framework of the understanding of the family. What is more important, this member of the family or this member of the family? And, and so you can't answer prioritize both. That. The answer is both. Yeah. And, and we characterize that with the wording, zero neglect. Right. Also, too, we've talked about the idea of looking at each individual in the family, every individual in the family, as a bank account where, where there is emotional capital in, the, in each member. And we want to be sure that we're investing emotional capital in every single family member and right. to to th- try to quantify this a little bit by looking at each member and saying you know they're a little bit low in their emotional capital i need to spend time with that kid i need to spend time with that wife or husband to to build up that mm-hmm. emotional capital okay and the, yeah and, and i was going to say don the most important the person who's most likely neglected in the bank in the financial in the emotional bank account uh, analysis is probably your stepchildren Boy. Yes. Um, yeah. And, oh, they're and, they're, you know, they're. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're kind of rude to me anyway. So heck with them. Yeah. Write them off. I'm yeah. going to spend. Yeah. I'm not going to even deal with them today. And and how we do that is we take that those stepkids' parents away from those kids, and we really how to build the bank account is through the bio parent. We too want to be excellent step parents and get in there. Those are other programs that we'll talk about. Sure. But but right now, each individual member has emotional capital in, invested in them through time by the parents and step parents. Yeah, and just have your radar ready to say, oh, I need to invest some more in this boy or this girl. To have that radar ready and, mm-hmm. to, and to look and say, you know, I haven't spent alone time with my five-year-old son. Yeah. And and without right. a, he doesn't the little guy doesn't have a voice so right. he he needs a parent to make the decision saying I need time with him yeah. you know so all right and then the, then the third concept we've been talking about is the concept of individual attention with the idea of zero neglect with the idea of filling bank accounts you need to also make sure in the midst of all this we're not we're taking care of everybody equally. But you need to spend individual time with your children, with your bio children. If you can look at, let's say a mom has brought in two kids, the dad has brought in two kids, those four children can have their bank accounts really filled well, not only by collective time with all the parents, but that the mom 
takes time with her individual <laughs> kids, and the dad right. takes time with him, his individual kids. And so you have four kids, mom with her two, dad right. with her with his two, on occasion that that needs to be done, and it's one-on-one. And, you know, another phrase we had for this is to avoid biological starvation. Yes, critical starvation takes takes place because everybody's trying to do everything together and merge as a family. Yeah. And in order to grow collectively in a family, we need to have individual attention. It sounds like that's divided the family, dividing the family by this individual attention, mostly, but it doesn't. Feeding it actually, the family, really. Yeah, it really does feed You know where Lisa is this morning? Where's Lisa? Lisa, my wife Lisa, uh, is who you guys hear on the radio all the time, is in Santa Barbara. Just her and her daughter. And her daughter's name is? Lindsay. Lindsay. So just Lisa and Lindsay Lisa are hanging, and Lindsay out. They're are just hanging, hanging out. out. I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mom and daughter, bio, bio mom, bio daughter, hanging out in Santa Barbara today. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful that you applaud that. See, yeah. there's some parents, and we're going to talk about this with the story that I'm now going to share. Yeah. But there, there are some parents that don't don't want that. Wait a minute. The, what about me? Yeah. Yeah. So let me get into, I'll title these individuals Bob and Tina, okay, okay. For, for names. Bob and Tina. Now, mostly, Tina doesn't have any children. Okay. All right. So she's married Bob, who has three kids, okay? Uh, two daughters and a son. Um, and, uh, I know Bob and Tina personally, and I've worked with Bob and Tina. You changed their names probably. Oh yeah, I sure. Yeah. Well, I'm changing their names. <laughs> and, um, here's Tina's, Tina's thinking with her marriage to Bob, that they're a team that they do things together. She wants to be respected as a parent. She wants to be respected as part, a key part of the family. And so when Bob is with the kids, uh, Tina wants to be there. The, the kids need to transition into loving Tina. They have not had the time, even in their dating. It was a quick dating, quick marriage. And so the, the, the kids are kind of saying, who are you, Tina? And they want to know, they want to they transition in with Tina. But Tina is, is keeping them specifically from time with their dad. Right. And boy, has that, that created problems. And I said to Tina, I said, Tina, we're not looking at this as just, well, this is good or better to do, you know, uh, uh, letting, letting Bob, your husband, spend time with his kids alone. We're not making this as a suggestion. I said, Tina, this is critical to your family. You will lose the marriage if you do not allow Bob to have individual time with his kids. Absolutely. Now, she highly objected to me talking to her like this. She was saying, this is a marriage. We are one individual. And she's quoting me the Bible saying she's one individual. And, and I love the quoting of the Bible. And she is one individual with Bob. But Bob also is as connected to his children. And therefore, that needs to be honored too as well. And we're saying, of course, equally honoring that. She did not want it equal, mostly. And this is what, this is what it came down to. This is what Tina wanted, for, to finish the story on Tina. She wanted some neglect. 
between her husband and the children. She wanted it. She didn't want the idea of the Bob's kids' bank accounts always full, that, that they, the kids had their bio mom and that they're fine. And that um, when it came to the idea of making sure that these bank accounts are full, emotional accounts are full, she objected to that. She highly objected to Bob having individual time with his, with his children. She, she approached me saying, these are all wrong. I feel that I should be the principal person here in this marriage. Well, she has probably good intentions, but is going to have a terrible result. Well, the end result was they lost the marriage after two years. Oh, my gosh. These are two individuals mostly uh, very involved in the church. Oh, my gosh. How Tina how was one of the key volunteers in, in one particular church. Mm-hmm. She was a key, a key light, mm-hmm. and she still is. I mean, Tina is a good woman, Mosley. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob's a good guy. I mean, I like them immediately when I saw them. They're in their 40s. They're, they're great people. Uh, Bob's three kids are good kids. Um, and Tina just had this thing about this togetherness. And Bob was saying, sweetie, I need time with my kids here. And she was just saying no. And, and it came down to, she said, and this was her wording, Mosley. She said, Bob disrespected me as an equal marriage partner. And I, uh, I, I want all of him. And if I can't have all of him, then I don't want any of them. And so she, she left the marriage. Wow. Um, what Tina doesn't know is he, she, she doesn't understand that of the powerful connection that Bob had with his kids. Um, she doesn't understand this, Mosley. She doesn't understand the, that, that Bob is one flesh with his children, too, and that needs to be ministered to. Yeah. Let, let me just uh, maybe uh, suggest this. Matthew sixteen twenty five, Jesus said, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now, if you could paraphrase that a little bit and saying, whoever is willing to um, lose some of the time with your husband for the sake of uh, the marriage will actually, uh, if, you, if you're not willing to lose some time, you're going to lose the marriage. And if you're not willing, but if you're willing to lose some time, you'll find the marriage. You know, from, Lee, from, from Tina's perspective, uh, even today, uh, Bob is all wrong. Yeah. That, that, she is today right that she didn't lose the marriage he lost the marriage she's right i wonder if she'd have been different had she had her own children i don't know you know but sometimes this is very common though there's so many blending marriages where one parent comes in without the kids that's and, why we need to spend time with this yeah and you know what is so tragic is these people come in with the best of intentions they're so excited Absolutely. this is now they're not only getting a husband they're getting children this is going to be great they're going to be 100 percent involved and everyone's going to be happy and we're all going to be a nuclear family just like we were of the first family but it's not going to work and so that's why it's so important my listener that you hear us on this that the bio parent has to spend alone time with the bio kids, whether it's father or mother, 
it is absolutely critical. And if you're the other spouse, what we're telling you is you need not only to allow that, you need to encourage that. You know, Tina, if Tina had said, Bob, I want you to go spend a weekend with your kids. Yes. That'd have been huge. Huge. We gotta take a break. We'll be back with more in just a minute. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with attorney Mosley Collins and Dr. Donald Partridge. You can get a copy of today's message or purchase the entire series by going online to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com. Now, let's get back to our message. Thank you, darling. Yeah, this is tragic that the marriage ended. I mean, these are people that must be so heartbroken and disillusioned. Well, Bob is saying he was right in wanting to uh, bring his children up to equality status with his wife. Um, And Tina today is thinking she's right in that um, Bob was wrong in trying to bring his children up to equality status. I would bet you that the divorces that occur in second marriages, which are greater than those that occur in first marriages. Yes, about twice as much. Yeah, oh my gosh. I would be willing to bet you that 80% or more were those divorces came about because of this issue. Oh, yeah, with the children, absolutely. And it, and it's time with the kids and priority of relationships. And then she goes, you, there's so many places to get uh, uh, hurt here. Oh, he doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love me. If he did, he wouldn't be asking to spend... Uh, to go to the uh, ball game with his boy. Yeah, that sounds like separatism. And yeah. you, you spending time alone with your son is is looks wrong. But what we're trying to say is we want everyone to the listening audience to step back and to envision between a parent and a child a powerful nerve cord. Now yeah. it's invisible, but mm-hmm. I mean I want you to look at this as the heaviest rope you've ever seen. Right. That's a nerve cord between that parent and that child. And that nerve cord demands attention. Yeah. And that nerve now you have that same nerve cord between you and this individual who's now your husband or wife, but that that parent also has that nerve cord to the children. And it's it's incomprehensible to a person, uh, they, they come into the marriage, they don't have kids, and here's this individual powerfully tied to his kids. Life or death is in this nerve cord. And that nerve cord needs to be, and that relationship between the two needs to be blessed and honored and lifted up on a pedestal to where a person is not uh, distressed to hear that 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 relationship between parent and child is put on an equal plane with the mar- with the marriage. Yes, and if you looked at it from the child's perspective, which you suggested, so now these these three children look at Tina and they see her as a potential enemy. Oh, they they absolutely saw her as an enemy. In fact, what really brought down the marriage mostly was the children demanded time alone with their dad and said, Dad. We will not see you again unless you are alone. Wow. If you are going to bring Tina, then we're, and they, they had they had all sorts of conversations with their bio mom, and their bio mom was <laughs> all behind, you know, she hated Tina too. So, you know, the kids were empowered, and they were saying, Dad, we do not want to see Tina. And Tina's going, hey, I'm a person of this family. I'm honored and respected. And, and so then you, you um, Bob, are not going to see your children then you're not going to see your children. If that's their demand, 
then you're not going to see them. Oh, that's, that's you, you, no. You, okay, the whole thing starts unwinding here yeah, because she's saying, Bob, you're not going to see the kids. Kids are saying, I'm not going to see dad until without Tina, unless Tina's gone. I mean, the whole thing's unraveling. And Tina should take the tact of saying, Bob, these are your children. I, how can I bless and serve and honor your relationship with your kids. What, what do I need to do? Do I need to exit out for a little while? I'm going to exit. You're doing that right now. Now you've been in a blending family over a decade and a half, and you're doing that with your wife yeah, she's and down there Lindsay right, now, right Santa, now. Santa Barbara. And they're down in Santa Barbara right now. And aren't you proud of that? I am. And blessing that. And I know Lisa's gonna come back full of joy. Not only that, you're paying for it. I'm paying for it. <laughs> and Lindsay's going to be full of joy. Lindsay's going to see me as a, I mean, since I as bought- As an asset. Yeah. I bought Lisa's airplane ticket to go see her in Santa Barbara. So, yeah. you know, so Lindsay's saying, well, isn't Mosley nice? Is it Mosley good? Yeah. And boy, that is like the oil of Gilead. That's like yes. such a wonderful thing when the children, the stepchildren think you, step per, step parent, are helpful. That is such a huge thing. That you are a blessing to me, says Lindsay. I am so glad my mom married you. That's right. Oh, that's what you want to hear from your stepkids. I am so glad you married them. Tina never heard this, mostly. No. And you won't if you if you go against them. Yes. If you are a problem. All right, listen, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and wrap this up with our final thoughts in just a moment. Hi, this is Dr. Donald Partridge. In addition to teaching real Christianity, my friend Mosley Collins is a personal injury attorney. He has a calling from God to help those who have been badly injured, and he has successfully done so for 30 years. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you'll want to call Mosley Collins for help. He has won hundreds of injury cases, and he can win yours. There's never a fee until he wins your case. So call Mosley and his staff at 916-444-4444. Just remember all fours for legal help. Thanks, Don. Now it's my turn. Dr. Partridge is an authority on the needs of single parents, step families, and a new way to live in a world broken and scarred by divorce. But don't let what you have heard here today get away from you. I want you to have this series. So go to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com to order this life-changing series of CDs today. If you have enjoyed this program, or if you would like Mosley and Dawn to speak to your group, call us at 916-444-4444. Now, here's a final word from Mosley. Thank you, Lisa. You know, Don, we've heard the story of Bob and Tina, how that ended in divorce. And, you know, this is happening all across the country. It's happening in my family. Uh, I'm sure that our, in our listeners' family, they know either themselves or their, someone in their family is going through this struggle. And really, you know, when people won't let the other spend time with their bio kids, it's, it, from a certain perspective, it's, it's selfishness and perhaps insecurity. I think so. Um, what we want to do is retrain everybody to look differently at these at these new families yeah. in this divided family culture. Yeah. We need to have different eyes, yes, and to see that the connection between parent and children, the connection between husband and wife, are equally important. Yeah, and uh, that's so important. And so, step parent, encourage the other, 
And we pray, Don and I pray, that what you've heard today will help you live a life of real Christianity. If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. 